You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Food feature. Right, let's climb right into it at 10 past one. The renowned Caravela Festival brought to you by the Portuguese Forum of South Africa returns to Gauteng. That's from the 2nd to the 4th of next month. Not yet. It's the 2nd to the 4th of next month. It's going to be in Boxburg. It's famous for its food, world-class music and lifestyle events. That was in 2017. Also 2018. We had COVID-19, I'm afraid. But that's all a, a distant night. Mayor, that's all gone now. And uh, if you want to have some real fun, take your family down and visit the Caravela Portuguese Festival. It's coming up soon. Well, joining us is Manny uh, Ferrarina, who's the chairperson of the Portuguese Forum of South Africa, and Johnny Good, one of the food vendors at the Caravela Portuguese Festival. Manny, let's start with you. Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to 702. Good afternoon, Ray. Thank you. Great to have you on. Okay, so what can we expect this time around? You've shown me some of the pictures, but, you know, this isn't TV at radio, so tell us exactly what we can expect. Well, it's a family festival, so it caters for the whole family. So we've got the kiddies area, and we've got for the elderly as well. There's In the Portuguese community, they like playing cards. And uh, we've got for the teenagers, and uh, yeah. the good food and the music, and, and, and it's a fantastic lineup that we've put together. Hold on, you like playing cards? Yes, the, the, el, the elderly guys. Okay. Uh, that's so their the, famous pastime. So you have like the back room, you can, or the back area you can go into. And, yes, okay. we've organized the section like that. Interesting, yes, interesting. Much. What yeah. sort of organizational sort of thing goes into this? It's a, it's a massive festival. People go, their families go. Take us through the past few months. Well, it's not just a, a stage and a bunch of singers and a sound system. Uh, we add uh, what we normally do in Portugal or Madeira. So when there's a festival, most of the time at the churches, um, they decorate this, um, the events. So here this Caravela event is decorated with bunting and it's got the festival lights and fairy lights. And There's a lot of detail. There's a few uh, props uh, like the rooster, the famous rooster of mm. Portugal. Yeah, um, because the theme this year is about Portugal. The previous ones was about Mid- the island of Madeira. So Portugal's got 18 districts. And uh, so we've got a six by four banner of each district and just sort of the important sort of uh, towns where the tourists go to, like Porto, Algarve, that are known to tourists and things like it. So you've got all these banners and we've got top uh, sponsors that are sponsoring the event. Uh, because we've got to find a balance between ticket prices, food prices, and to make the event an experience rather than just go and uh, drink and get sozzled. Although you've got to be careful for the caipirinha and the R&R. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a bit of a problem, isn't it? Yes, very it, much. It really is. Really but it's a Portuguese experience, I, I suppose, one way to describe it. We're going to go through some of the food now. But the Portuguese community as well, and... Also, so you're the chairperson of the Portuguese Forum of South Africa. It's a huge community in this country, isn't it? Very much so. And an awesome community, a very sort of low-profile community. Uh, and we contribute a lot towards the country. We're very good at charities, um, uh, food drives. And also, um, in this particular event, for every ticket sold, one rand goes to uh, hospice and the one rand goes to uh, SPCA. Oh, fantastic. So every single event, we've got a, 
charity that we contribute to. Mm. I have to ask you about the horrible L word, load shedding. I would think you have generators, there won't be a problem. Yes, uh, it's, we've got electricity, it's waxed. Not we controlling the generators. <laughs> <laughs> it's waxed. <laughs> I like that. All right, let's move on. We'll come back to you in a second, Manny. Let's move on to Johnny Good. Now, Johnny, I keep wanting to say Johnny B. Good, or somebody said Johnny Good looking earlier on as well. For you, it's uh, extremely good looking. Okay, well, okay, we'll keep the extremely on the burner for a while. Johnny Good, welcome to 702. Now, I'm unraveling this. You've, you've done a plate of fine Portuguese cuisine and I want to go through it because it smells delicious. We're not allowed to bring food into the studio so we've just turned off the cameras and we're not telling management about this either. But take us through what you've got here. Let's start with a Portuguese chicken. It's just mm, smells so nice. Yeah, that's basically prepared on the, the day, before, day before the time. Uh, on the, on, at the event we'll be doing all the chicken on the bribe. Some guys will be doing on uh, in a spada form. Others will be doing the flatties, half chicken, full chicken. Um, it's it's there, like as you can see, it's it's, it's the, just the smell. Mm, tell you about delicious. it. Delicious. Yeah. What sort of spices do you put into this? Because the only chicken we know is sort Nando's chicken, and, and everybody loves that. But this smells a little bit different. This isn't well, not that Nando's isn't nice, but this smells really nice. Well, we got a bit of Portuguese uh, spice mixed with uh, fresh garlic, olive oil, bay leaves, red wine. Um, I'm sorry, the white wine and uh, a bit of lemon. Okay. So the wine brings it out, I would think. Brings out the flavor, bit. yes. Oh, that sounds very nice. And then you don't just have Portuguese chicken. You've got, what's this on the side of these giblets? And then we got the, yeah, that's right, the giblets. Also mm -hmm. done in the sauce. Um, that takes about two and a half hours to cook. So we get them nice and soft. Uh, also done with the bay leaves, wine, garlic, the same, basically the same recipe, no, no uh, vinegar or lemon. Um, and that's it. Like I said, it's two and a half hours cooking that to get it mm. the right, the right uh, taste. Very often also when you have, say, a roast leg of lamb and people rush that. They'll do this, let's get this done in an hour and a half. Is it about the time that it takes, a long time, that it takes just to let it cook? And maybe a very low temperature as well. That's right. Mm. You, you, you can't uh, force it. It's got to be done right temperature. Like I said, it's two and a half hours. If you try and do it within an hour, you're going to uh, mess it up. Yeah. Who does your cooking for you? Do you have a whole lot of people in the back there going with big aprons on and big smiles going, don't you worry, bring the masses, we'll take care of this? Yeah, I've got four chefs with me and uh, I'm wonder oh, I'll assist them as well. Um, they've been with me now for 14 years. Uh, one of them is Auguste, he's my, my right-hand man, and uh, when it's to perfection, he's the man that's in charge. Mm. So if I'm running into a bit of hiccup, I'm not, I'm not too certain, he's my leader. Okay. How do you deal with demand? Because I'm bringing my family, and there's like, you know, there lots of family members. How do you deal with that if you have a rush of people? You know, it's your planning. You've got to have the right equipment. Uh, on the day there, I'll be having eight big skewer bras. Uh, we're having 600 litre pots that one will just be doing potatoes, one will be doing rice, two will be doing the, your giblets and then the, all the others, the stuff that goes with it. Uh, but you need the right equipment and the right staff. Mm. And then obviously your family and friends that jump on board on the weekend to, to help us. Oh, do you do that? You yes. make sure because it's always in the strength of a good family. Yeah, we have. And we start from the youngsters, five-year-old kids. They've got their jobs. 
Oh, Whether really? it's cutting the, the lemons for the caperingas, yeah. we've got to teach them away. Wow. And do you have that, that one recipe that you hand down from year to year? Your grandmother called you in and said, listen, Johnny, because we're not going to call you Johnny Be Good just yet. You'll only get that once you graduated from the school of Portugal. Do you have that one recipe that goes down? Yeah, there's one recipe that's special to me. It's my late mom's uh, savory rice that she taught us years ago, um, my dad with marinating the chicken. And I've just followed on from there. And then the prawns, uh, I do it in a different way. Be, my dad used to do it one way, I do it in the sauce. And uh, it's something that I started, and it's going well with me, the prawns and the calamari. Prawns and, and calamari, but more so prawns, have always been a bit of a problem because if, you, if it's too hot or you put them on for too long, you destroy them. So what would be the ideal time and to, to do your prawns? Prawns within, I'd say, 10 minutes maximum. It's five minutes, not even five minutes, four minutes on either way. Um, calamari, five minutes. If you ever cook, uh, cook a calamari, it will becomes like rubber, mm. not soft. Um, and that's it, so... Okay, very nice. Let's move around the plates. Let's go to this one over here. Now, you were telling me about these guys. You'll have to describe them for us. Okay, that's milu frito. It's fried milli meal. So what happens the day before, we cook a pot of milli meal. It's got grated ca cabbage in there, a bit of olive oil, and a bit of garlic. Cook it, and then, and then what it, we um, put out into a, a pyrex, and we let it settle overnight. The next day, we just cut it into cubes and deep fry it. Oh, excellent, excellent. Sounds like garlic is, is, is your staple. Do you use olive oil at all? Any special oils? Olive oil. It's a, a must. With, with, with basically all our foods, from the chickens to your roast beefs, anything that you cook with, the Portuguese majority use olive oil. Okay, okay. Now, interesting, interesting. All right, let's go around. Now, do you have different styles of calamari? You can have Cajun. You can have different sauces and different flavorings. Do you do it differently, or is this your secret sauce? And, guys, you better try this out because this is the one and only. I do it in two ways. Basically, you're grilled. It's just with your lemon butter. And then that one's not saucy. And then you get the, this one, which is with the Portuguese sauce. So, basically, what I do, you, you grill the, the calamari on your mm. flat top, and then we have the sauce on the side, and you throw it over into it. Now I'm giving too much secrets away. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, uh, careful there. <laughs> and that's basically just the two ways. Um, I don't do particularly enjoy a f um, fried yeah. uh, meal, so grilled okay. for me is the way to go. Grilled is the way to go. And also, I suppose, it's all in the supplier, because if you don't have the right supplier, it's like buying borovos. You can get great borovos, or you can get not so great borovos. Same thing. That's right. Yeah, you'd have to have your belt. You won't you don't have to name your supplier, I promise you. <laughs> but it's all about getting the same supplier that goes with this. And then your bread. And I was, I was talking to you about that earlier. It's, it tastes yummy. Yeah, bread we're getting from a supplier. It's, um, there's a couple of bakeries that do the bread. Uh, it's basically you bake the dough, I mean, um, roll the mm. dough. Yeah. And it's done on a, on a flat top uh, or a frying pan. It doesn't go into an oven. Uh, it's also that that bread must be eaten also on the day, basically. Um, mm. It can last a day or two in the fridge. And then it's a flat, as you said, it's a flat piece of bread. We cut it into little tri uh, triangle uh, yeah. pieces and uh, served with the, and that's usually served with your chicken or beefish brother, which beef is a, uh, beefish brother, it's a Madeira dish, not mm. a, uh, from Portugal. But we are going to be serving it on the day because 
us Portuguese people have come together. Uh, there's a couple of restaurants, Ulagar, um, Shorask, and Casa uh, do Compadre, that we're all going to be working together. And we've all, whatever one's going to sell, the other will sell as well. And uh, so Ishtada was on the menu, and we all agreed. Uh, so, and with Ishtada, we'll go Bulukak and Milfrit. Okay. That's one of the dishes, yeah. That is so interesting. So it mm. literally is the Portuguese community coming together. That's right. And what yes. would the day be, out, be like without a little bit of chorizo as well? Because that is the, also I class it as the yummy part. That's right. Mm, <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely. Okay, Manny, I want to get back to you. In case you've just joined us, we, we've joined us. We're just speaking about the Caravela Portuguese Festival, and it's coming up next month, the 2nd to the 4th of June. It's in Boxburg. Manny, it's pretty easy, uh, easy to find. Yes, uh, if you go on uh, the Caravela Portuguese Festival um, uh, Facebook or the, the um, website, mm. uh, there will be a map. Um, you can park at the East Rand Mall. There will be a shuttle service. Uh, from there, uh, we've organized there. There's various parking areas uh, that you can park at, but the map will be displayed on the, on the website. Sure, sure, yes. sure. And, of course, it's not just about Johnny and what he's doing with his food. There are other live acts as well. I think there's some live music. I caught the name Jesse Clegg in there as well. Yes, uh, there's a number of them. Uh, on Friday, we've got, uh, like, um, Prime Circle um, and then Rikas now from the Afrikaans side. On Saturday, you've got uh, Mikasa, Good Luck, and then obviously Karen Zoid and a few of the Afrikaans uh, bands as well. And then the two um, international singers from Portugal, obviously. Oh, We've of got course, yeah. Singers yeah. So, and then our folklore group will also be there to do the folklore dancing as well. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Tell us more about mm -hmm. that because that's something we don't see every day. Yes, it's uh, something that the forum, uh, well, as the Portuguese community, we value so much. And, you know, it's very difficult to get youngsters to come in nowadays on the folklore. Uh, but we've got wonderful uh, individuals that look after the folklore side, in particular a woman by the name of Wendy. She coordinates all these folklore groups. And uh, so we've got committed people that maintain the folklore groups, which is what we value. It's, our, it's part of our culture. It's part of us. Mm. And that's what the forum is about. It's about Portuguese, uh, our civil rights, everything that goes. It's about empowering and getting families together. And this event itself, it's all about family. Mm. And especially on a Sunday, and uh, we mentioned about the cues for the food. Yeah. So uh, we've touched on those snags because everybody comes lunchtime and all of a sudden <laughs> they're under pressure. So we'll see how we engineer. Yeah. Uh, some of the families, they already place their orders because some of it that might take an hour. So they've planned their orders already. So any of the listeners out there, if they are going to come, mm. and hopefully they will, is that just plan your lunchtime. Okay. Because it, it, it's, it's like a concertina. They all just arrive like a bunch of bananas, and the next minute the food vendors are under a lot of pressure. So that's on that note. But it's a real family uh, type of event. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. So how do you do that, Johnny? And I'll get back to you. If you do have a rush, but you've had people who have pre-ordered, I mean, how do you keep the food fresh and ready? And also as well, how do you deal with that demand? I always find it quite amazing when I walk into a restaurant and I, I order some Portuguese chicken and then two minutes later, there it is. And it tastes lovely. So basically we begin having our bang-maries, uh, four bang-maries, which is 
24 divisions. Uh, that's to keep all the food warm. And you'll have women that will be dishing up all your rice, potatoes on one section, and then the, your seafood will be on the one, on the one side. When it comes to the shiptada, uh what I'm trying to implement this year at the Caravalle will be I'll be skewing all the meat onto the skewers. My bras will be going on. That's all automatic skewers. With it, it's, it's all chain driven, sorry. And uh, try and get the guys to go and bra their own meat. Ah, now so that's interesting. You yeah. want, uh, if the guy wants it medium, mm. he's going to get it medium. If he messes it up, He's going to get well done. Or he orders another one. Well, there's another one. That's right. Oh, you yeah. guys are quite clever, aren't you? Like, there we go. There's your meat. But if you mess it up, we have another one for you at exactly fifty nine ninety nine. Very clever, guys. Very clever. Speaking of money and tickets, how do people get their tickets? What should they do? Well, they can go on to uh, CompuTicket. Um, they, they can buy it uh, through CompuTicket or at Checkers. Uh, but CompuTicket has got a list of... Uh, vendors that normally or at the gate on the day there'll be two entrances where people can enter and then buy their tickets there sometimes people are a little bit concerned about crowd control we've seen events before where people have rushed in there's been a huge demand south africans are very hungry at the moment not just for johnny's food but they're hungry for entertainment how do you cater for that is there just a certain amount of tickets how do you crowd control so to speak well, we've, we've got a limited number we're allowed. We set up the jock. You know, we apply for the event. There's quite a few, like, big events. You have to go through the local authorities and apply and comply with all those. But we also apply ourselves from experience as to the numbers and that. And then we just control it. So our event, uh, people will be checked. We, we don't want firearms in there or drugs or any of those kind of things. Uh, we're very particular about security, so we do have a control room uh, with cameras in ver- various areas, so we can prevent, you know, as much as possible any types of crime. Okay. And just a, a, a sort of a final question for you as well. I mean, this is hearting, but you get a Portuguese community in Cape Town, in Durban, everywhere else. Are you perhaps taking this somewhere else? In time to come, more in the Gauteng because of uh, our infrastructure. It's quite an expensive infrastructure to put up and, and strike down. So uh, if the Cape Townians, uh, Portuguese Cape Townians want it, uh, we can organize it with them and manage it for them. Fantastic. Yes. In fact, gentlemen, just please put your headphones on in front of you. I've got a caller here. It's Cynthia in Johannesburg. Hi, Cynthia. Now, you want to talk about Portuguese custard tart. Go for it. Yes. Oh, Cynthia, just move it. Sorry, Cynthia, just move around a little bit. The cell phone gremlins are getting in the system. Let's try you again. Right. Right, there we go. Go for it. Is this a bit better? Much better. Thank you. Go for it. Much better. Okay. That's the tartlets um, that I've discovered in Portugal. And um, when I came back, um, this was many years ago, I found somebody selling them, and they were so ordinary. Why can you not have the real recipe? Can you do anything about having the genuine article here? Because when I say I've never tasted anything so wonderful, I mean it. It was really outstanding. Okay. Um, yeah, they, um, 
know, over to you. Could we have the genuine recipe here? I mean, uh, sure. a large Portuguese population here, isn't there? Okay, so yeah, let's find out for you. Uh, Portuguese custard tart. Johnny, I'm looking at you. Yeah, that's pastéis nata. Uh, mm-hmm. We do have it available. There's a couple of bakeries, Princesa, Belay, um, Apple Tree in Alberton, they do it. There's a couple of uh, people that do it. And they obviously, not everybody's, everybody's recipe is 100%. Yeah. You get one that's a little bit better quality. Portugal Bakery's also got very good ones. Um, like I said, it depends on the... On the baker. But you're not going to talk about that recipe, are you? Because no, we I can't. Think, no, that's you top see. secret. Otherwise, then you've got the Afrikaner making Zanda milk dirt. Exactly. And all of a sudden, there's a cross-reference there. There we go. <laughs> Manny Ferrarina, chairperson of the Portuguese Forum of South Africa, and also Johnny Goods, one of the food vendors at the Caravela Portuguese Festival. Gentlemen, good luck. That's the 7th to the 4th of June. It's in Boxburg. And uh, I'll be there. I'm looking forward. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Ray. Good to be with you guys. And if you want to see what we've been eating or about to eat actually during the news, just go to at 702. I'll also retweet on at Ray White SA. And you can see exactly what we've been doing.